Hi, I'm Maddie. And I'm Michaela, and welcome to Gaio Girls. The K-pop podcast for all your K-pop needs. Let's get into it. Hi, you guys. So this is the third time we're doing this. The first time a phone rang, and the second time God struck Namjoon into the trash. So I guess we're doing it now. Fandoms! Fandoms! Woo! Are- <laughs> Alright, so this is the fandom episode, aka Ain't No Party Like a Fandom Wars Party, because a Fandom Wars Party don't stop. Wow, that was, okay. Thank you, I practiced that. Good job. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So, we're going to be running through everything and anything you've ever wanted to know, or hear, or just listen to people talk about when it comes to fandom. Um, We're going to be talking about... The history of fandom, more specifically the word fandom and how it came to be. We're going to be talking about the different sections in fandom. And then lastly, we're going to be discussing when to take a break from fandom. So, we have a lot to cover and we're just going to go ahead and get into it. You ready? I'm ready! Alrighty, let's do it. So Maddie, did you know what the word fandom meant? Um, I know what it means, but I don't know the definition of it, so oh. you should go ahead and tell me that. Fine. I didn't look up the definition of it. Oh, you didn't? But... <laughs> <What> I... <laughs> this is how you know that this isn't, like, pre-done. I just didn't know that. <laughs> we like to improv here at Gaio Girls. Anyways. Hey. So, I do know my own definition of what fandom is, and what fandom means to me is a collective of people that get together around one topic that everyone has a common interest in so that's the definition of fandom to me i don't know if the oxford dictionary would agree with me but you know oxford dictionary doesn't matter at all (laughs) duh (laughs) go tell your english teachers that kids yeah don't please but anyways the word fandom itself comes from the word fanatic and the word fanatic came from the latin word fanaticus, meaning temple or shrine. Now, the word fan specifically wasn't really a thing until 1682. That was the first time people saw it in print. And then ever since then, the word fan has usually um, been used to pertain towards sports fans themselves. So as soon as people went out to sporting games, they started calling people that like sports and would actually actively go out to watch them play were fans and then that slowly got more popularity in pop culture and it started to just become a word for anyone who was interested in a specific you know media form in pop culture so that's the fan part of it the dumb part of it has two usages um it can either mean a kingdom or a ranking system or it could mean a, um, a state of condition. For the purpose of fandom, that specific word, I would venture to say that it's the first usage that goes yeah. along with yeah. it. Seeing as though it's a group of people, so a kingdom, you could say, that has formed around this mutual interest of theirs. Yeah. So, there you go. That's your, <laughs> that's your lesson on the word fandom. So now that all the nerdy shit is out of the way, to the crackhead shenanigans, we go! Woo! Alrighty, kids. So, um, I have here with me a list of the sections of fandoms that, um, 
we've come up with just based off of like what we've seen and stuff in fandoms obviously so number one would be the creators uh they make fan art and fanfics and they're usually really sweet and underappreciated we stand those people we love them so much uh usually their stuff um as far as fan art goes like fan art gets a bad rap a lot of the time because it's like oh my gosh you're just copying you're just using that you're you're not making your own stuff and to which i say shush <laughs> shut your mouth because it is so awesome i love most of the stuff that i like um is fan art like whenever i go to conventions because i'm a weeb and a nerd i don't buy art from the dealer's room i buy all of my art from the artist alley because i it's so unique and it's so fun and fanfics are so fun i love fanfiction I still read fanfiction, like, admittedly so. Yeah, me too. Like, if you try and find quality, because it's not that hard to find. If you just use, like, AO3 and you use the filters, it's not hard to find good quality fanfics. Correct. And usually, like, those people are super talented at what they do, and, like, fanfiction is a hobby of theirs that they use to facilitate helping their own writing. Yeah. So, to me... Fan fictions are only cringy if you go out and you look for the cringy ones, but if you actually cared, you could actually find some gems, and you'll be surprised as to how entertaining and well done fan fictions can be. So, that's my hot take on fan fiction. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Um, so, number two is the popular kids. They don't do much other than yell, and they usually have distinct personalities. You know who these people are. Yeah. If you're in a fandom, you know who these people are. They're, they're usually on, like, Twitter. They, they yeah. usually, like, they're usually, like, the big accounts on Twitter, and then, like, the people on Tumblr that, like, only, they only repost fan art and fan yeah. fiction, and they don't credit the artist or the yeah, creator, they're... and they're just like, oh my god, this is so cute. There's a lot of creators on Tumblr. I'd say, like, a, a lot of the creators that I do see, I find them on Tumblr, um, and then there's the people that just aren't that. And they take them away. Yeah. And it's really sad and mean. It's awful. Um, we have the lurkers. This is me. I'm a lurker. Same. Um, I'm just there for the memes and fanfics. That's what I do. I don't create crap. I don't contribute anything. I do not fight in the uh, fan wars or all that. Like, I don't do anything except for just look at the content and appreciate the content. And sometimes go into the discourse because I find it funny just watching it all unfold sometime um and then we have the gatekeepers i see a lot of these people on tumblr uh those who think they are holier than thou because they know everything about whatever the fandom is about and half the time they don't know everything that the fandom is about they just assume that they know everything and then they get schooled and that's the discourse i love <laughs> that's the discourse um, yeah no don't be a gatekeeper please like anybody can be an Anybody can be in a fandom, okay? If you don't know anything about it, if you're just like, oh, yeah, I like that. Like, I like it. I like the art style. They can be in the fandom. If, they're, um, if they've been in the, like, if they know about it and they've known about it for a whole long time and they know everything about it, they can be in the fandom. If they know half about it, don't know half about it, they can be in the fandom. Everybody, if they like the thing that the fandom's for, they can be in the fandom. 
Thank you very much. <laughs> it's usually, like, especially awful when it comes to, like, superhero and comic book fandom. Yes! Because it's like, you haven't read the worst. comics. You haven't yeah. read the comics. Because <laughs> I don't read comics. All I've seen are movies. Like, the Marvel movies, that's all I know. I've never read the comics because I hate comics. Um, so I was like, okay, yeah. Um, I like the movies. But to some people... That doesn't constitute me as somebody that's a true fan because I don't read the comics. To which I say, good day to you, sir! And I will slap you across the face with my glove. And then when it comes to, like, K-pop specifically, it's, like, it's the people who have been around since, like, second generation K-pop. So, like, 21 and Shiny and the rest of them. And they're kind of like, oh, so you only listen to, like, EXO? You've only heard of TWICE? You only listen to BTS? You stink. Uh, like, we're like, you deserve to, like, burn in hell. Choke. <laughs> Just go and like, choke. And it's, like, awful, especially when it came to BTS and once they, like, got big in America. And then there's the whole, it's the protective side of, like, this is my thing. And I understand it in terms of, like, comic books and K-pop because it's seen as something nerdy or cringy or whatever. And it's not, like, it's usually, it wasn't really... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm looking up K-pop pictures right now. She, Fandom. Anyways. She just showed me a picture of Jungkook, and I don't know what he did to his hair, but he did something. <laughs> it was his birthday recently. Oh, happy birthday, my baby. He's 21. Ah, Stan. Oh my okay. god, he can drink in America now. Oh my gosh, lucky. Aw, uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Can't relate. But I don't think these people understand, like, as far as, like, gatekeepers go and all that stuff, um, I don't think they really understand the concept that when you get into a a lot of the people who don't know a lot about the fandom are just getting into the fandom of course they're not going to know a whole bunch about the fandom so gatekeeping is like not letting people into the fandom it's like okay this is a closed off group because at that point they're gatekeeping the people who don't know every single thing about the fandom oh yeah and they're just now getting into the fandom. So there's no way that they could have known anything. In fact, they're probably coming to you so they can know more about the fandom. They're coming to the fandom so they can know more about what the fandom even is and what it's talking about. Yeah, I just feel like they get... It's like this protective instinct of this thing that I like that I've been ridiculed, maybe, for liking. And now it's popular. And so now people want to be in fandom but it's like no you don't deserve to because you don't know this much and I had to go through this and I had to learn about this before I was accepted and it's kind of like it's a different time yeah and not only that but it should have it should be a thing of it you should have the feeling of hey I know how hard it was for me when I was getting into this thing when I was getting into k-pop I know how much you know backlash and how much I got made fun of for liking and enjoying it I want to make other people feel comfortable in this fandom that make that makes me feel like I can be myself and be comfortable in it reminds me of like the the generations fight like the millennials versus like the older the elders because it's like when I was your age I was doing this and all that stuff well when you were my age Everything wasn't ruined and destroyed. Thank you very much. <laughs> when you were my age, like, milk was 25 cents and so was gas. So, like, I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, those are those are the sections of fandom that we have come up with. Of course, there's 
subsections within fandom and everything else. And there's even more sections in a fandom, depending on what your fandom is. But in the most broad, broad. general sense of what fandom is, those four sections are usually what makes up a fandom. Yes, yes. So, Maddie, for every for every fandom there is, what did you just look up? Furries! I don't know why they're here. Wow, expose yourself online. Anyway. Well, actually. <laughs> But for every fandom, there are fans. Wow, really? Oh, yeah. But see, (laughs) for all the fans that encompass a fandom, there are always that special section of fans that make it a living hell for everyone else. Oh, dear God. (laughs) And those fans are what we like to call toxic fans. So Original. I know, right? So... (laughs) creative we stand creativity in this house (laughs) so i have devised a list for everyone at home listening on how to spot a toxic fan in fandom to make your experience just slightly less cringy so number one toxic fans are usually always involved in discourse and tend to shout at others constantly so every time you look up what up like (laughs) I'm going to use Voltron. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm, I can't even say that I'm a fan of Voltron, but I was a fan of Voltron at one point, right? Oh. And Voltron has this horrible reputation for having a super toxic fan base. That's the discourse I look up, by the way. <laughs> and it all revolves around shipping and who ships who the politics of if you ship this person with this person. Like, people have been accused of being pedophiles for shipping certain people together. It's a whole a whole mess. And when Maddie looked up discourse on, on Tumblr... Tumblr it, that was it. It was just Voltron. Like, there was literally no other discourse. It was just Voltron and all the stupid shipping wars that they had as far as Voltron went. It was awful. And, like, I've been a part of other fandoms before. Like, I was... I think I was more a part of fandoms than I think you were. Yeah. Because I was a part of the Big Time Rush fandom, which was a thing, all right? Yeah, I was, it was a part a of... Thing. I, I was a fan of Big Time Rush. I was not in the fandom. I had a Tumblr blog about Big Time Rush. Oh, God. Yeah, I was that kid. We love it. And then I was a part of the Teen Wolf fandom because I had a Teen Wolf blog. Because that is what my most, that's what my main, what are you doing? What is that? What is he wearing? I'm sorry, we'll stop. (laughs) Everyone's immediately done with us. They're like, if you can't stay on topic, we're done. I'm sorry, I'm closing my laptop. Okay, I'm back. (laughs) But I was a part of the Team Wolf fandom. I was a part of the Big Time Rush fandom. And I was a part of those fandoms when I was like super young. I was a part of those fandoms when I was, what? Big Time Rush was in 6th grade, mm-hmm. and then Teen Wolf was in 7th grade. So, like, from 11 to, like, 14, around then, I was a part of fandoms. And, of course, it was because I was young and dumb, and I just, you know, didn't understand anything about the world. And I lived on Tumblr at that point, and I got most of my information on, you know, some of my beliefs at that point on Tumblr, which is the worst. 
But... Oh, no. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But it's... I was easily swept up in discourse. I was easily swept up in people shouting back and forth at each other and making people feel bad for having differing opinions. Like... It's, there's something to be said if you're like, hey, you bullying this person about, um, I don't know, shipping, shipping Styles and Lydia together isn't alright. That's not discourse, but you saying, if you ship Styles and Lydia, I just want you to know that you support an abusive pairing and you're a horrible human being and you deserve to choke. Like, that's... <laughs> that's taking it a little bit too far. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't feel like that's something you would readily tell someone on the street. Like, I don't know. I go around telling everybody they deserve to choke all the time. <laughs> Just saying. Oh my god, you eat peanut butter? You deserve to choke. <laughs> Did you know that half of the world is allergic to peanuts? Choke. Choke. You're a horrible human being. <laughs> but it was like... That's another thing. They usually have false facts. Like, half the time, like... Maybe not everything they say is wrong, but a lot of the, like, supporting arguments they have are, like, false. They're not, they're not good. <laughs> Awful. But it's, it's easy to get swept up in discourse, and it's easy to kind of get, it's easy to get swept up in it because of the anonymity of the internet. Yeah, because they, they want to defend their stuff. Like, they want to defend not only themselves. I think the main part of discourse is they want to defend the actual, like, fandom that they're in not the fandom but the what they're a part of what they love yeah you know like they want to defend it and so whenever somebody's attacking it then they're like oh well now we got to defend it. it's the it's the childish mentality of whenever you were a kid and somebody was like uh oh my gosh your shoes are the worst like your shoes it, like your shoes are terrible like they're just bullying or whatever then like you had that to where you're like oh now i gotta go after them because i gotta defend my honor you know it's kind of like how that goes, I suppose. That's how I think about it. I think, and we can get into it more when we discuss um, when to take a break from fandom, but I also feel like fandom for some people is literally who they are. Yeah. And I think it's because they found solace in whatever thing that they're interested in. Because most people that are in fandom are like, yeah, my life is kind of like low-key shitty, but these people on the internet make me feel like I'm a part of the community. Yeah. They make me feel like I have, you know, people to rely on. And so when people start attacking that thing that they like specifically within the fandom, it feels like a personal attack yeah. on them. And so I feel like that's why people kind of get overdramatic about certain yeah. things, even though they don't think they're being overdramatic about it because they think that that person is literally attacking who they, yeah. who they are. But that's number one of how to spot a toxic fan. Number two is they will publicly humiliate, humiliate those who have different point of views than them, than them. So basically what we were talking about is that on another level, yeah. like people will be on Twitter and they'll like at people and they'll have like, over like 10,000 followers and they'll be like so and so said this and even though they're not saying go attack them it's kind of understood that they're asking for their followers to go and like bully them and attack them it's the whole like problem that I have when it comes to celebrities yeah like responding to certain people because you know that your fans are gonna go find that person and like just bully them to death yeah Especially if it's not another celebrity or someone on your... If it's just, like, a regular old person on the internet. I get that you're upset, 
Like, but also they can't handle that. Yeah, like they don't know what they're getting themselves. It would be one thing if like Lady Gaga was like, "Hey Beyonce, I didn't like what you said about my album or whatever," and then her fans went and they like swarmed Beyonce Beyonce stuff. Yeah, because Beyonce Beyonce is literally a celebrity just like Lady Gaga. But it's another thing if like someone like Halsey is like, "Hey, I didn't like what you said about my album," and then all of her fans just attack this. 13-year-old girl in suburban Minnesota just trying to live her life with her 10 followers and half of them is her family. Like, it's just, it's, that's the difference. It's the idea of, like, you can, you can feel insulted because your, your feelings are valid no matter what they are, whether or not someone agrees with them, your feelings are valid. And you can feel insulted if someone has a differing point of view and they're like kind of like jabbing at you but there's no reason for you to publicly humiliate that person yeah. on the internet yeah just because they have a different point of view than yours agreed um number three they push the commercialist aspect of buying merch down people's throats i have a lot to say about this specifically when it comes to k-pop oh yeah <laughs> so when I was in Germany, the whole um, BTS fan kit thing, mm-hmm. um, and the, what was it? What's it called? Fan cafe. That yeah. whole debacle went down. Oh, dear. With um, people leaking, so-called leaking um, BTS content on Twitter, even though the content that they got, you were supposed to have a membership. Yeah. And so you, the people that got those videos or whatever... It cost them money, but people on the internet got it for free. And so Big Hit was like, you're not getting anything for, like, what, four months because yeah. of this. And then <laughs> Korean BTS fans were like, international armies make everything hard for us, and you guys are so ungrateful and everything else. Here's my problem with that. So the problem with that is, ooh, I'm going to call out Big Hit. Hey, Big Hit! Um... That sucked, (laughs) and here's why you were wrong when it came to that. Here's the thing. There are no clear, specific instructions on your website about how international fans can set up fan cafe accounts in order to get the membership process that you wanted them to have in order to see all the content that was up there, because it's all in Korean. And then everything else from that point on, even like your names and everything else, has to be in Korean. Which, I mean, I get. It's a Korean-based company for a Korean-based band. I understand that. I'm not asking for it to be all in English and then have Korean fans, like, I don't know, figure it out. (laughs) What I'm asking for is, like, if you're going to have it be that way, have it to where it's not just English fans that are able to get to it. Because that's another thing, is I think when people talk about international fans, they do it specifically on America, and I'm just like, no. There's a whole bunch. It's international yeah. for a reason. So it's, you we have, are not like, the rest of the world. Yeah, you have fans in Brazil. You have fans in India. You have fans literally in Asia that don't speak Korean, probably. Yeah, especially for BTS, because they're such, like, a big, big hit. <laughs> no, <laughs> around the world, you know. So, like, if you're gonna have a band that has that big of an impact, you should have a um, like a website as far as this goes that has a multitude of different um uh, languages. languages that it can be in. You know, not just English, not just Korean, but um, Spanish and Vietnamese and. French, German, like, do it for all of the fans, you know? And even if you can't do that, like, there's 
specific like they're like languages most people around the world know so you can have yeah, english do like the... chinese german and, and, and spanish yeah those are the four most known languages as of my research it could have changed but to as i know of it those are the four most known ones around the world yeah. so if you have at least four languages that people can translate pages into that's it, more than enough. people will be able to understand yeah <laughs> But if you just have everything in Korean, of course fans are not going to want to get or set things up because they don't understand what's happening. And we're also not asking for the boys to, like, speak in English all the time or speak in different languages because it's not... That's, that's not who they are. Yeah, that, that let them speak in their native tongue. We're just asking if that's the case and you're going to market yourself as this global group because that's kind of what they're starting yeah. to do now. You have to be able to market yourself to a global audience. audience. And that comes with having to have multitudes of languages for people to understand your content in. That's just the name of the game. Yeah. But my specific problem with the BTS fan kit thing or whatever was that I wasn't going to buy it because it just wouldn't make sense for me. Because everything that was in that kit pertained more so, more so to fans that were in Korea than it would fans yeah. internationally. And not only that, but I have this whole issue when it comes... To K-pop and merch and everything else, which is you people pressure other people into buying things and not only just buying things but streaming music and stuff like that, and it gave me anxiety. It was the reason why I didn't even really want to be a part of a K-pop fandom, not even like BTS, just in general, because people put so much pressure on like stream this album, listen to this music video over and over and over and over again, get them to this many million likes, get them to this million, many million views. And I'm just like, I can't do that. Like I have a life. life. I can't sit there and stream it over and over and over again. I mean, I could, but I'm not, I'm not gonna, because I understand that awards and accomplishments are great. Believe me, I understand that awards and accomplishments are great, but it's, it's this idea of like, you're a bad fan unless you do it. You can't just be a part of a fandom and say, oh, I, I just enjoy their music and I enjoy them as people and I like buy their albums, but like I don't stream over and over. You get crucified for that if you say that. Because you're like, you're not contributing anything to the fandom and you don't really love the boys or you don't really love this group if you don't, you know, stream and do everything else and participate in fan polls. I'm just like, I don't. A, know how to, and B, I don't know when they happen, and C, I just don't want to. And you shouldn't have to. Like, the a whole point of the fandom, a whole point of a fandom to me is to have, like, the group of people and just to be able to be, like, uh, to talk about what you guys like, like, in common. Like, that's what it is. You shouldn't have to do something in order to be a part of that fandom. You shouldn't have to contribute to the fandom in a sense of, like, you know, you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I understand. I don't know. It's just like, um, like if you just want to be there to listen to the music or to watch things like the lurkers are, um, then you shouldn't get crucified for it because that's still supporting the group. That's still supporting the, uh, that's still supporting the, gr the grand, <laughs> Lord, the band, uh, and the group and whatever it is the fandom is even, uh, supporting. Like you shouldn't have to go out of like you shouldn't have to go out of your way to enjoy something 
Like, you should just be able to enjoy it. Yeah. And if you enjoy streaming and voting and stuff like that, then that's not going out of your way to do it. That's just something you enjoy. But if you're someone who's like, I get anxiety if I have to, like, sit there and do these things and stuff like that, then don't do it because that's going out of your way. Just do... Your role as a fan is literally just to enjoy the music and to be supportive and know your place. <laughs> like, that's all you're supposed to do as a fan. And that's, I, I think that's all anyone wants people to do in terms of them being their fans, is just to be supportive and listen to their work. That's all people really want in the end. But it's, in terms of, like, commercialism, it's... <laughs> I went down the BTS merch website, and I was looking at it, and I was like, that's cute, that's overpriced, that, I will never actually use that in my daily life. And I will be the first one to tell people that. I'd be like, I'm not buying all of this. No, she totally is. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked the BT21 Converse thing that came out, and she was like, choke. Okay. No, she didn't tell me to choke, but she was like, ew, gross. Those look like you scribbled on them whenever you were in, like, fifth grade. I mean, and they I really like, oh do. God. It looks like you got bored in, like, fifth period, and you were but like, oh. But that's my aesthetic, I mean, okay? yeah, that's your aesthetic, and, like, that's another thing. Buy merch. Do whatever you want. If that makes you happy, and you have, like, a decked-out room of nothing but, like, BTS or Wonder Girls or Hyuna or, like, Pentagon or whatever, just merch around your room, do it. Do what makes you happy. But I'm not gonna be the one to tell you to, like, buy in and get merch, and buy all this money on light sticks, and stickers, and face masks. BTS has face masks, and I thought about getting them, but then I was like, they're $26 for a pack of two. Yeah, they're just normal face masks with their brand on them. Yeah, screw that. (laughs) BTS don't know nothing about skincare. I know they don't know anything about skincare. I've seen them (laughs) try and do skincare. Sugar's like, I just washed my face. That's me. Disgusting. <laughs> okay, you need to exfoliate and you need moisturizer and then this you need toner. This is not the episode. Fine. But basically what I'm trying to say is, is that if you want merch, get it. If you don't want to buy hundreds of dollars of merch, don't do it. Because I'll be the first one to tell you it'll probably contribute nothing to your daily life. You'll probably lose it and it'll probably break. And it's just not, it's overpriced. All right? The only reason, they have passport books for bts merch and the only reason i was thinking about buying one was because a i have a passport and b around the time that i was gonna buy it would be the time i was going to germany so i would need something to keep up with my passport but other than that who who needs who needs a passport who needs needs that for 15 (laughs) dollars no one so it's like if you don't want to buy merch don't feel bad for not buying it. Because guess what? That money doesn't go back to the band. It goes to the company. It does. You, the boys will probably never see that money. It, you, Any group, actually, would probably never see that money. And that goes for K-pop and just American music. Just in general. Any type of merch. Unless that person is directly selling it themselves. They're never going to see that Like, think that about money. it this way. Um... I'm going to go into Marvel fandom for two seconds. So, if you bought, like, something that, like, a a merch, dear God, merch from a Marvel movie. Like, let's say you bought the Captain America shield. Do you freaking think that Chris Evans is going to get that money for the stupid Captain America shield? No! He's not going to get the money for the Captain America shield. You know who's getting the money for the Captain America shield? The toy company that made it. 
and Marvel, <laughs> Disney is gonna get the cut of that. Not Chris Evans. Like, Nam June is not gonna get a cut of you buying a a, a Koya doll. <laughs> like, it's not gonna happen. Like, it's it's you don't have to feel bad because you don't have to feel like you're not contributing to the band because it's going to the company and most of the times the company is shady and they're not treating the band correctly anyway. So if anything, you're kind of feeding into the problem just a little bit. And also, fuck capitalism. And that's the end of my TED Talk. Anyway. I love how we're so different as fans. Like, we're, me and Michaela are, like, completely different as far as, like, fan goes because... It's great. I don't know. There's nothing for me to say about it. I just found it very amusing. Um, so, number four. Using the phrase fake fan frequently and not in an ironic sense. I, was, I, was, I thought I was getting called out for two No, seconds. no, because I like calling people, I literally call my little sister a fake, fake fan. fan. <laughs> I call everybody a fake fan. Yeah, but it's like, if you do it in an, like, in an, unironic context of yeah. just like you're a fake fan because you didn't listen to this 30 minute interlude on this album that literally no one knew about but me <laughs> like fake fan. fan oh my god you don't know <laughs> you didn't know that namjoon did a cover of pharrell's song fake fan don't worry you're not a fake fan for that you're a lucky fan for that <laughs> you really are <laughs> but like oh my god you don't know shanna's middle name fake Fan. <laughs> you don't know the eye color of that one kid right back there? That one guy, the background guy in the Pentagon music video? Nobody a part of Pentagon, just one of the background dancers? Fake. You fake. Number five. They seem to live on Tumblr, Twitter, and Reddit when it comes to their fandom groups. Like, they go nowhere else but that. I avoid Reddit so hard. I'm, I've never been on Reddit, and Reddit. I'm so glad. I mean, I'm sure people, some people on Reddit are lovely, I'm sure, but I just don't like subreddits. I never But did. see, that's the thing. These fandom people give Reddit a bad <laughs> rep, and that's why I don't want to go on Reddit. That's why, like, most of the people, whenever I say, oh, I went on Tumblr and everybody cringes, that's yeah. why. Because there's so many people yeah. and so many problems on Tumblr. Number six. They take shipping way too okay, far. Okay, buddies, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Um, no. That's it. That's all I got. Thank no. you. Welcome to my TED Talk. Here we go. So, shipping. I'm going to do this exclusively for the K-pop fandom because there's so many problems with it all around, but we're going to, we're talking about K-pop. This is a K-pop podcast, guys, in case you haven't noticed in the past, like, who knows how many minutes. Um, shipping... Well, first of all, shipping real people, because there's, there's a difference between shipping, like, real people and shipping, like, uh, characters in, like, a video game or in, like, a TV show. It's a completely different thing, because these people actually have lives, you know? Um, there's not necessarily inherently anything wrong with it. I'm not gonna tell you, hey, don't ship real people. Who are you, you sicko? Like, it's, it's fun to think about. Like, especially in, like, these uh, K-pop bands. Like, it's just fun and entertaining to think about. That's where, like, some of these fan fictions come from. And I find them very, very amusing and awesome. Like, in the best way, not in even, like, a condescending way. But you've got to do it tastefully, my friends. You can't get mad. <laughs> you can't get mad when other people ship other real people. One, you can't, you, like, you can't get mad at that. Because it's all fake. All of it, in general, is fake. Like, it's ne like it's probably never gonna happen. Because they're real people. <laughs> so, not only is it, f like, all fake, but 
like, if you get mad at them, it's just childish to begin with because everybody's just having fun here. And then there's the people who take it too seriously who are like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you shift that, oh my gosh, that means they can't be with me. Oh my god, I hate those oh. people. I hate those people so much. I hate them How are they going to so be? Much. Like, let me just give you a reality check here, real quick. Are they? When are they ever going to be with you, anyways? And I'm not saying that in like a you're a terrible person and never going to be with you. But they live. They're celebrities. They're celebrities. One, <laughs> two. Like you're never going to get near them. Like where you are now. Like that's not going to happen. Two, and I'm speaking for the people, like, the international fans that do this, because it's a lot of international fans <laughs> that do this, especially the English-speaking mm. ones. When are y'all going to meet them? They never <laughs> come over here. They come over here sometimes to do concerts. Like, they don't even do, like, f- fan meetups over here because they're so busy. How are you going to meet them on a day-to-day basis? There's no way that y'all are going to be with them anyways, so why are you upset? I don't understand. Literally, it goes back to, like, that one mini minisode I did, which if you haven't listened to it, you should. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> but I was talking about the whole Hyuna and Edon situation and how people got angry when they were together. And it's the same thing when it comes to shipping. Like, here's the thing, you guys. Um, you're never going to meet these people in an interaction that does not involve you being a fan and them being a celebrity. You're not a stranger on the street. You're not an acquaintance. You're not a friend of theirs. You're a fan. And there's a clear, like, a clear distinction in the way that people talk to their fans and the way that people just talk to regular people that don't even know who they are. And people are going to pander to you and they're going to make you feel special because that's a part of their job description (laughs) to make you feel that way in order for you to keep being their fan. So I'm going to put it to you like this. It's either you become famous or you give up. And I don't say that. I'm not trying to say that to be mean. I'm just saying. Like, especially for the older ones. Like, I'm not talking to the 13-year-olds because they're young and they're dumb and they don't know. I won't say dumb, but you're just, like, young. You're young. And it's nice to fantasize about, like... Yeah, I fantasized about Nick Jonas. All the time. Like, I understand, like... Me and Kendall Schmidt, I had our wedding picked out until I realized marriage sounds awful. But, (laughs) no, we're talking about the people around our age that are also around the age of the people that are, uh, that are, uh, like, the K-pop guys and girls and all of them. Like... Because you can tell when somebody is, like, um, doing it as a joke, when somebody is doing it because they're young and they don't know any better. And they're doing it really, and they just don't freaking know. Like, they don't get get the clue. Yeah. It's, it's just, you become famous or you just deal with it. Because the only time you're ever going to be able to meet these people on a playing field that's leveled is if you're on the same playing field yeah, as them. Yeah, if you're famous. Yeah. If you're a celebrity and they're a celebrity, that's the way it works. The yeah. only way I can. Not see only it that, working. but these people. Going back to what I was saying, I don't know if y'all have heard, but they're like real people with real emotions. Yeah, you know they're not here. Okay, I'm gonna. Okay, I'm trying to word this well because the way, like, if I word it wrong, y'all might get the wrong idea. But they're not here. Like the uh, these boys and these girls and like everybody that is in the k-pop industry they're there like they want to they want to um please their fans and stuff but they also want to you know live their lives because they're uh people uh so they don't live for you they don't live for you they will sing for you they will act for you they will um 
meet and greet with you. They'll do concerts for you, but their lives are not yours. You do not own them. Just because they are in a public light and just because you buy their stuff and just because you listen to their music does not mean that they belong to you. Thank you very much. You don't, ending note, you don't know these people. To you bring don't. It back, to you bring, really yeah. don't. You to bring it back to shipping, like, you don't know their lives. You don't know their relationships with their band members. For all you know, the person you ship them with, they could, like, literally hate. Yeah. And if you guys start bringing that fantasy aspect of it into reality and you start, like, shoving it in these people's faces, it's going to make them uncomfortable. Yeah. And then again, it's not... It's not wrong to do it. It's I, not. I don't think it's wrong to ship people. Like, cause I do it. Yeah, that's a question. Oh God. Do you? <laughs> what's your favorite K-pop ship? Do you have a favorite, favorite K-pop ship, just in general? Mm. Like that's not a real thing. It's just like a. Yeah, it's weird. Funny thing for me in K-pop because I'll read, like, BTS specifically, right? Like yeah. I'll read fan fictions, but I don't have like one set pairing that I like read religiously because I don't think of it that way I kind of just think of it as oh I'm bored let me read Namjoon X Jimin fan fictions (laughs) (laughs) or let me read Yoongi X Hobie fan fictions like I just get bored I really like the um Namjoon I like Namjoon a lot um that's a wholesome pairing yeah it's a really wholesome pairing I don't read like fan fiction about um uh like k-pop a lot i don't really read a lot of fan fiction i just read a lot of really bad wattpad stories <laughs> but um I, the stuff that i see of namjin is just so sweet and wholesome it reminds me of my sweet baby right here my oh, awesome sweet love of my life <laughs> oh okay i have two okay so i have one and it's triple h but they're in like a polyamorous relationship yes that i Same. love that one i love the idea of that and then, when it comes to BTS, um, Namcook. So, Namjoon and Jungkook. Aww. Because Jungkook looks up to Namjoon, and I just find that very sweet. That's adorable. But, yeah. We love. I mean, I'm not, like, look, I'm not trying to shame anyone for shipping anyone. Do what you want with your life, as long as it's not hurting other people. Exactly. Um, just be careful and be mindful about what you're doing, make fan fictions, do what you want, but just know that these are real people and they can come across your stuff. And I mean, if they do, that's on them if they come across it. But if you're shoving it in their, like, their faces and if you're bringing fan fiction of them and their best friend at a fan meet, they might not take it no very well. And you can't blame them <laughs> because that's their life and you're literally writing about it with another person that they're close to. So just be careful. Do what you want. Be careful. <laughs> yeah. So, literally what we were just talking about, number seven, toxic fans usually bring friction into reality by harassing management or band members. It's the same thing it's that goes back to shipping. Yeah. yeah. They have their own lives. They are their own people. They're real people. They're not just these idols and these larger-than-life figures. They're humans. They Because you can right. get away with a lot by, like, is, uh, with, uh, in a fandom's that have to do with, like, fictional characters. Yeah. Because they're fictional characters. They don't have lives out of their fictional world because they're fictional. <laughs> but these pe- uh, these people are people. Like, you you can't really get away with a lot with that because, like, they're people. They're That's people. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah. And then, lastly, number eight, K-pop specifically, solo <sighs> oh. stands to a degree. 
To a degree. And to this is degree. what I mean by to a degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Solo stands are usually the worst human beings in a fandom. No offense, but, like, really. But full offense. Like, but- like, <laughs> like, think, like, just take a minute to, like, think about it. So, why I say to a degree is I could consider myself a solo stan given certain requirements, right? Mm-hmm. Which would be, I like a member in a group. They seem very nice. I love them. I love their talent. I love their yeah. personalities for whatever reason. I think they're hot. I just like them, right? They seem, mm-hmm. they, they have a clean track record for what I know that they've put into the public yeah. sphere because, again, I don't know these people. Yeah. I just know what they've shown me. But, and they're a part of a group. However, <laughs> everyone in that group is Awful. <laughs> There's this one guy in 101 I like, and the rest is trash. Anyways. <laughs> so it's like, it's hard for me to just go across the board and say solo stands are all awful. Because in, in some aspects, it's like, I like this one person, but the rest of the people in the group have said just offensive things, have done offensive yeah. things continue to do offensive things, have not apologized for the things that they've done, they just make me uncomfortable because of the way that they act, stuff like that. That is understandable. But But also to that degree, you can't just be someone who's like, I want them all to die. Choke. Except for him. (laughs) He's cute. You know, I want all of Blackpink to perish except for Jinsu because she is amazing and she is the only one that deserves to breathe. (laughs) You can't do that you can't do that if you're if you're going to support a band support the band support the band support the music that they collectively that's why biases exist exactly and bias. okay there's a difference between being a solo stand and having a bias and i don't think people people have confused the two which is i have a bias my bias in bts is namjoon but i love them all (gasps) i love them all which is why it was hard for me to just pick out Namjoon until it just became clear, like, oh no, Namjoon is is who I like, but it's because he's per- like closest to my personality. That's why I like Namjoon. It's not because I think he's like the messiah out of all of them, even though he is the messiah. Oh, but <laughs> it's not that I think he's like the best person out of all of BTS, and he's the only one that deserves any recognition or or, or you know awards or anything. It's just because I relate to Namjoon the most but i love them all i love them all equally it's the same thing in the group like what um who else do i even stand (laughs) jesus because i stand a whole bunch of solo artists that's the problem i stand a whole yeah see that's the thing there's things called solo artists yeah go find one of them they deserve more like if you're gonna yeah if you're gonna solo stand somebody like to the bad degree um, just go find a lot of these people that are in bands. Sometimes they go off and do their own stuff. Just support their own stuff. Yeah, support like, don't, their solo stuff, and then look don't at the say band. the rest band can go <laughs> choke. Yeah. Like just go and support them and support. Like I'm fine with solo stands as long as they're doing if if they're supporting, even if they ignore the rest of the band. Like at least they're not being jerks. Yeah. Like if you're not if you're not being a jerk, I don't. It doesn't matter what I think, but I'm just saying. <laughs> like it doesn't like. As long as you're not being a jerk or hurting anybody, like, who cares if you're a solo stand? But also, on the other hand of that, like, 
there's so many solo artists and there's so many things that, like that your specific artist in a band has done on their own without the band. So just go and do that instead of complaining about the band. Yeah, what I'm talking about when it comes to like solo stands can choke is like when people go to fan meets oh, dear God. and fan yeah. signs and they'll like skip members or they'll like literally, ooh, I hate only talking about Namjoon, but he's just the one I researched the most. But it's like one time a fan... Um, said that she got his photo card and he apologized oh. because he was so used to people being like, you don't deserve to be in BTS, you're the ugliest member, you're this, you're that. And it's just like, this affects these people. Yeah. It affects Have people. Have you not heard Namjoon solo songs? They're <laughs> sad. They're <laughs> depressing as hell. Like, it affects, they're real people. I think above all, what you should take away from this episode is that the people that you support and the people that you love are real people. And the people that give you this content are real people. Real people with thoughts and feelings and emotions. And what you say can hurt them. Just, like, imagine all this stuff that we're saying. Like, people are doing it to you. Like, imagine if you were famous and, like, somebody you didn't even know wrote this, like, really, like, um, uh, smutty fan fiction about you and your best friend, right? Like, how would you feel if it was just, like, a random person and it was just, like, ah, here you go, you must read this, you gotta do this, and they, like, start hinting at it, and they're like, hey, hey, y'all do that, right? Like, how would you feel about that? How would you feel if, um, you were at a fan meet and greet and everybody was just skipping you, or people were saying, oh, you're the worst member, you're terrible, you should go die, like, how would you feel? Like, it's just all about, like, common courtesy, you know? Like, they're... They're normal people. Like, they, they really are. Like, they have... The only difference is that they are put in this public spotlight because they're talented and they want to show off their talent. It's... They are willing to go into this to make us happy. To make us feel good. To make us feel good with their music and all that stuff. So why would we want to make them feel bad? Exactly. And on that note, I have list all eight ways on how to spot a toxic fan. And if you identified with one or more of these traits, it check yourself. Yeah, check yourself, but just know it doesn't make you a terrible, terrible human being as long as you're willing to change. Yeah. If you like take it and like, you know, learn from it as opposed to, oh great, now we're gonna get people saying, Oh, go choke and die and we will say, ha yeah, because, I mean, we've all made mistakes, or at least I have, I know, when it comes to being a fan. Yeah. And, like, overstepping things or whatever. And it just comes with the territory, but you learn from your mistakes. It's just, if you have identified with more and more of these traits, and you're like, fuck these bitches, I just want to let you know, I hope that every time you look in the mirror, you realize how pathetic you are. Jesus Christ! <laughs> this is supposed to be a fun podcast. It is fun for me. <laughs> Are you ready to take a break from a fandom? We'll see. (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) So, you guys, the last segment in terms of the big topic portion of it. Oh, my God, I forgot to mention this was our first topical episode. Oh, my gosh, it is our first topical episode. I hope you don't run away. We have more things. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. We don't know. (laughs) No, we have more things. We'll talk about bands and stuff, but... This is just important. We like to talk about important things. Obviously. Fandoms are super important, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) But, so, 
before before we get into if you're ready to take a break from fandom let's just all sit around because now that i talk my shit when it comes to people that are in fandoms time to expose myself oh please go to make myself more relatable so like i said i was a part of the big time rush fandom <laughs> BTR, the best K-pop band. Yes, the the, the OG K-pop band. <laughs> BTS, whom I just know, Kendall Schmidt. Can we make a BTR fan chant? Yes. <laughs> Kendall <laughs> Schmidt. Jesus, look. It's going to, we'll work on it. Okay. We'll have it next Anyways. time. <laughs> but I was a Actually, part of. I'll figure it out. Go ahead. Okay. I was a part of the Big Time Rush fandom, and I was a part of the Team Will fandom. And I'm going to talk about the. Oh my god, is there an actual fan chant? No, there isn't. Oh. <laughs> but I, I, I'm I, gonna talk about them both, but for different reasons, right? Because I just got finished telling people that if they're toxic fans and they don't want to change, that they're pathetic. And I'm gonna tell you why I think that way. Because I was once a toxic fan in my own little way, right? Which is, in Big Time Rush, if you are part of the Big Time Rush fandom, I don't, I don't, my god, I hope not. But, <laughs> um... It was a thing with One Direction fans Dear that God. we would have literal fan wars between those two fandoms for no reason other than they were just two boy bands at the time, right? And so for a while, I didn't, I still don't like One Direction, but that's just because I don't like One Direction. But for a while, I didn't like One Direction just because I was like, I'm a big time Rush stan, so I can't like One Direction. So there would be fan wars, there would be like, blogs that would pop up on Tumblr that would be nothing but hate blogs for like Big Time Rush or One Direction and I would I wouldn't I never made a blog but I would contribute like I would fuel the fire if someone made the Kendall Schmidt hate blog I would send them asks and be like you're an awful human being you're pathetic and you're this and you're that and looking back on it sure I was like what 12 I really shouldn't have even had Tumblr in the first place <laughs> but it was still a thing of like what were you doing what was I doing? Why Why did I feel the need to go out and tell people that they were awful human beings just because they didn't like a band that I liked? And then it was the same thing when it comes to shipping with Teen Wolf. So I was a Steric shipper, which is Styles and Derek, which I hate. Yeah, you don't need to know. I hate myself every time I think about it because I was cringy and it was all cringy and everything that happened between the fandom when it came to that ship and everything else was just so cringy and dumb and stupid. Like, people went out of their way to just humiliate each other. Like, steric shippers would take it too far. Other shippers would take it too far. There would be steric hate blogs. There would be discourse. People would start to bother the showrunners about if they're going to use Steric or not. And of course, sometimes the showrunners and the creators and the writers and everyone else did do stuff that, like, was unnecessary just to keep people interested in the show, which, of course, helped to fan the flames. But, I mean, it was also a thing of, like, people were, like, throwing it up in the main actor's face and he got upset about it because it was it was his show. He's the main actor and people are more you know, concerned about the two supporting characters. Like, I would get just a little bit annoyed at that, you know? And so, I was a part of the shipping problem and everything else. 
I mean, as soon as I hit like eighth grade, I want to say that I calmed down. But at that point, I realized how toxic fandoms can become and how communities that you once thought were places where you could share your love of a common interest with other people that also understood where you were coming from, when that place starts to become more of a hassle and feels like more of a job than it does a place to get away and a place to de-stress, that's when you that's when you need to take a step back and and ask yourself why you're still a part of it. And that's what I had to do. Like after the whole Teen Wolf fiasco thing, whatever, I think I stopped watching Teen Wolf at around season four, season five, I don't know. But I just realized the show isn't that good anymore. The fandom isn't that fun anymore. It feels more of a hassle. It feels more like a job to log on to my blog every day and see all of this discourse and all of this just mud racking on my on my dash all the time. And so I just decided to stop. I just decided I don't want to be a part of this anymore. I don't want to watch the show anymore. I don't want to have anything to do with this show anymore. And so that's what I did. I wiped my hands of Teen Wolf. And as soon as Big Time Rush stopped and I got older, I wiped my hands of that, too. I wiped too. my hands of Teen Wolf. Shut up. <laughs> I'm trying to be poetic. Anyways. But it took me having to realize that, yo, this isn't fun for me anymore. That maybe I need to step away. And that break for me became less of a break and became more of me being like, I'm never going to be a part of another fandom again. And even to this day... I don't even really say that I'm a part of a fandom. I guess the only fandom I'll say I'm a part of is BT- BTS. But even then, I don't claim... I don't claim to be an ARMY. I, I just don't like that term. It feels awkward on the tongue. But also, I hate the acronym that is that is ARMY. You know ARMY's an acronym, right? It's... <laughs> the look on Maddie's face is the best thing I've ever seen. Please look up. I'm sorry, it's what? Please. Okay, I'm sorry, but Logan Henderson is a fucking bitch because he's not fitting in because it's like Kendall Smith, James Maslow, Carlos Pina, Logan Henderson. What the fuck? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but please um. look up what ARMY means because it's the worst thing ever. I just, I'm angry. Side note, BTS was able to reestablish themselves as beyond the scenes, but here we are. Here we are. Still, still being called the, the ARMY acronym, not BTS. I know what that means. God. It's the worst thing in the entire world. But while oh, she's ew. while she's looking that up. What? No. The A stands for fucking adorable. Yes. <laughs> Get off of my webs browser. What are you? But Wait, I had to I'm sorry. Hold on. Wait. <laughs> adorable representative MC for youth? Yes, that's literally what Army says. I thought it for. was like a no, Aww. it's an acronym. It stands for did that. Did come up with that? I guess. I don't know. Someone did, and I'm angry. Because... Sometimes people in bands can choke. <laughs> because, because BTS once met Bulletproof Boy Scouts, but oh no. That's oh no. It's beyond the scenes now, so they can have a brand change, but it's we can't. It's beyond the scenes? I thought it was just Bangtan Boys. I mean, it's that, but like BTS now stands for Beyond the Scene. But, I mean, which reminds me of Selena Gomez's band, Selena Gomez in the scene. Scene, yeah. But, besides the point. Anyways, taking a break from from fandom. Conspiracy theory, they were the scene. (laughs) I don't claim to be an ARMY. I don't claim any of that. 
But I am a part of fandom in terms that I'm a lurker in that fandom. Like, that's what I do. I look at people's fan art. I read fan fiction. I look at people's conspiracy theories. And fandom can be a very enjoyable place for people. It can be very fun and can be entertaining. But if it becomes a situation where you start to lose yourself in fictional characters or you start to lose yourself in in a place where people don't even really know your real name... <laughs> That's a problem and that's an issue. So if you start to feel fatigue, if you start to feel dread when you have to log on to any of your accounts, like Tumblr, Twitter, whatever, if people that you thought were your friends are just starting to become people you don't know anymore, or if you, every time you look at something that pertains to your fandom and it's just like, oh, this again, maybe it's time to take a break because that's not what fandom is supposed to be. Yeah. And you can still enjoy something without being a part of the fandom. And that doesn't make you a bad fan. It just makes you a part of the the 90% of the rest of the population that literally doesn't contribute anything to the internet. They're just there and they're just looking and they're just observing. And they have fun doing it. Yeah. If there's nothing wrong with being the majority. In fact, I would actually, in this case, push for you to be a part of the majority. <laughs> Unless yeah. you're willing to deal... With everything that happens in fandom, be a part of the 9%. Because I can tell you from experience, being a part of the 10% sucks sometimes. So, that's my hot take (laughs) on (laughs) taking a break from fandom. Like I said, fandom's awesome. Fandom's great. If you find your own little spot with a few people that have the same interests as you... And you can just stay there. If you can accomplish that, you're golden. If you can't, and it's becoming too much, just take a break. You can always come back if you want to, and you can always just decide not to come back ever again. It's whatever you want to do, my friend. But just know you can do it. I believe you can do it. Because I did it. God knows I'm stubborn. So. I figured out a bad fan chant. Do it. Kendall Schmidt, James Marzlow, Carlos Pinto Jr., O. Logan Henderson. <laughs> Henderson's a bad name to put in a in a fan chant. Oh my god. Oh my god. We. Oh yes. One day, one day, I'm gonna make an audio recording, and it's gonna be us doing that fan chant to like boyfriend. But they yeah, and then we'll just yeah. Kendall Schmidt, James Maslow, Carlos Pinto Jr., Logan Henderson. Yeah. Yeah. Henderson sucks. <laughs> Why does he have to exist? He was my dad. Alrighty, guys. So it's the game portion of it, aka the only portion of this podcast that I like. I mean, I get excited for doing like the topical stuff because I like researching. But we can just literally be the weirdos that we are. It <laughs> is fun. So for fandom, we decided that we would create fan fictions for this game portion. And the way it would work was that we would write fan fictions for each other. So I wrote a fan fiction for Maddie, and Maddie wrote a fan fiction for me, and we're going to read them to each other. Because what is fandom without fan fiction? Ooh. So, 
I hate mine. I literally wrote it today while Maddie was in the room waiting <laughs> to record this. Because... Literally, guys, like, this is the first time ever where, like, she's been unprepared and I've actually, like, set something up. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's weird. It's like the Twilight Zone. It really is. But I did it. So I'm gonna read. I'm so excited. I'm gonna read Maddie's fan She's fiction. an English major, guys. Yeah, please don't put me on blast like that. <laughs> Just to let you know, you should have some high expectations because she is an oh English major. God. She writes poetry all the time. Stop. Like, let her, let's go for it. Okay. So I'm so excited this is, for this masterpiece. This is entitled Maddie's Fanfic. Great start. Maddie's point of view. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't look now, but he's looking at you, like, right now. I looked up for my Orin High School Host Club fanfiction to Claire at my best friend. Jen, who was looking at me? I questioned, rolling my eyes and trying to focus on my Jen? Own. Yeah, Jen's your best friend. I love my boy. I didn't know it was him. I thought you meant Jen like the the normal basic no best friend name, no. G E N. J E N. Jen's your best friend. Thank God. Jin, who's looking at me, I question, rolling my eyes and trying to focus on my Haru ex Tomiki high school AU on my phone screen. High school AU, bitch. He's looking at you, you know, the dude you've been drooling over for the last six months. I immediately snapped my head behind me in anxiety and curiosity. There's no way he could be looking at me. But as soon as my head whipped around, I made eye contact with his deep, whiskey brown eyes. It felt like I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't breathe. I was too busy drowning in his seductive gaze. Earth to Maddie, I told you not to look. WTF. He literally says WTF out loud. Good. I'm glad. Jin loudly whispered into my ear. I ignored him. I was still drowning. Suddenly. <laughs> I ignored him. I was still drowning. Suddenly, the owner of those dreamy brown eyes stood up and started to make his way towards me. Oh, God. Oh my god, you lucky bitch. Hey, ask him if he's into threesomes. <laughs> I can't wait to find out who this guy is. Oh my god, shut up, Jin, before he hears you, I screeched. Excuse me? Both me and Jin looked up at the figure whose deep voice uttered those two words. Oh, hi, Tom. Tom Holland. No! Tom Holland, all right? I mean, he's still good looking, so go off, but still. Wow. All right. Ooh, Tom T. All right. After you this. Gotta do, you gotta do the accent. I can't. What? He's British, right? Yeah. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> you wanna, wrote him in. What? No. <laughs> I'm just gonna do a weird voice for them okay, then. Okay, fine. Go. Okay. So, you know that the dance is coming up soon. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Tom. <laughs> I was wondering if you wanted to. Hey, Maddie! A voice called out, interrupting Tom. Who's, it? Who's my boy? It was Hobie. Yeah! The yeah! captain of the dance team and an A1 hottie. Yeah. Hi, Hobie. So you know the dance is coming up. Yeah, man, she does. I literally just told her, Tom sneered. See? <laughs> oh, sorry, man. Well, in that case, would you like to maybe go with me? No. She wouldn't. 
She'd rather go with Is me. Is that Tom? Yeah. Jesus. See, you got him spot on. <laughs> no, no, she wouldn't. She'd rather go with me. Tom Holland. God! <laughs> oh my God, are they going to fight over you? Jen Whisper shouted into my ear. I swatted him away. Look, dude, I don't think your name is Maddie, Hobie challenged. It doesn't have to be in order for me to know she doesn't want you. Wow. <gasps> Very progressive of you. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm, like, right here, Maddie whispered. Hey, man, I'll mess you up. I'd like to Who see- said that? <laughs> it's just back and forth. Oh, great. <laughs> hey, man, I'll mess you up. I'd like to see you try, shorty. We're in the same height. Why are you speaking English? You're Korean. <laughs> Um, hey, I think you guys are, like, both hot to, like, maybe stop Maddie <laughs> Maddie tried to interrupt the two, but then suddenly Tom threw a chair at Hobie She's and then crushed. tackled him to the ground, and then all was quiet until someone tells you to vote. You don't know who or what you're voting for. No! Southern Gothic stuff. And so what people do is they'll make creepy things out of like regular normal old stuff. So like there's public school Gothic memes and then there's like Texas Gothic memes and stuff like that. And it's literally supposed to make you have like an existential crisis, but to me they're all funny. But I remember the first time I ever showed Maddie these was during a sleepover. <laughs> And I was reading them out loud, and Maddie hates the way that my voice gets whenever I read them, <laughs> because it creeps her out. And so I've just made it a running joke that I'll just suddenly start reciting them off to her and just wait and see until she, <laughs> until she realizes what I'm doing. So yeah, I found a K-pop one, and it's the best thing ever. Go. <laughs> Someone tells you to vote. You don't know who or what you're voting for. You bring up this fact. Their gaze doesn't falter. They tell you to vote. The countdown for Mama has begun. Mama was yesterday. The countdown continues. You asked about your favorite group. They smile when you tell them. It's been a day, but you swear that their eyes were filled with murder. A Ricky group fan shows you a song. They come back the next day with a song from another group. It's the same song. This happens every day. You swear a song was released two years ago. It was released two months ago. Time makes no sense anymore. There's a group with five members. The next time you see them, it's seven. It's grown to ten. And now thirteen. Why are there so many members? The fan sites are everywhere. Where did they come from? You're certain you've seen one teleport. When the fan sites look at you and smiles, there's too many teeth. A new group debuted. You thought they already debuted. Their debut date is tomorrow. People are always fighting. What are they fighting over? Nobody ever knows. Be careful. They have hostages. Then I woke up because fuck a happy ending. The end. <laughs> that was garbage. That's great. English major, ladies and gentlemen. Oh English my God. major. I'm so talented. Alright. So mine is on 
my laptop because I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go off, and I just had, <laughs> and I just had this idea like five hours ago, and so for three hours I worked on this, and so what better way to go off than to create my own oh my God. What is visual this? novel. Stop. <laughs> so this visual novel is called Misunderstandment. What? <laughs> oh, Are you awesome. ready? Um, oh, you get to play. Oh, what? There's choices and everything. Oh, you get wow. to play. It's great. So okay. just, um, Michaela's going to be herself and I'm going to be everyone else. Can we, like, upload this? On like it's so, real bad, but yeah, we can. But even still, okay. Start. I'm gonna start. Start. Yep. Go ahead. Okay. Michaela sat with her friends in the living room of their shared apartment as their familiar banter drowned out the noise of the TV. Where do Just I? Click. I am. Okay. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Come on, we had pizza last night. Let's get something else. You should announce who's says John Cook. Okay. But we didn't have vegan pizza, says Maddie. Oh my god. Remember when we ate hamburgers for a week because you were obsessed with them? Come on, Cookie, just one more pizza night. Maddie pleaded with Jungkook. See, it, it has it in there. <laughs> Maddie pleaded with Jungkook, clasping her hands together dramatically in front of his face. He rolled his eyes and looked over at Michaela from his seat on the couch. I forgot that I like Jungkook. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Oh, fuck. <laughs> What about you, Kale? Have a preference? I don't even like that nickname. <laughs> Do you have a preference? Yes or no? Oh, okay. Um, a preference for pizza? Pizza or hamburgers? Oh, Do you yeah. have a preference? Yes. Oh, well, actually, I was thinking... Wait a minute. Didn't you have hamburgers with Dean yesterday? <laughs> yeah, I went out with Dean. Ooh, another date, huh? Oh my God. How was it? Michaela rolled her eyes, ignoring their teasing. It was fine. We just talked. Maddie shook her head and plopped herself down next to Jungkook. Jeez, you guys are so boring. You'd think after three months y'all would be doing more. What do you want from me? Michaela <laughs> squinted her eyes at her friend's words before Namjoon entered I the room. I hate my life! <laughs> <laughs> Why did you make that? <laughs> Wait till you see Dean's. No! At least his fits in the frame. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, there's pictures of them in this um, visual this novel. And Jung Cooks doesn't even fit in the frame. It's just his, like, chest. <laughs> Nam June's actually fits in the frame. And then Dean's, we'll, we'll see what Dean's looks like. Hold okay. on. Uh, voice for Nam June. Okay. <coughs> hey, babe, what's up? Ew. No, I can't do that. I have to do that for Dean. Oh, um, oh okay, okay, okay. <laughs> hey, hey, babe, what's up? Oh, oh, wait, okay. Watching these two argue over dinner. Did you finish that song already? He shook his head and stuffed his hands into his pocket. <laughs> nah, just taking a break to see what you were up to. Forgot to ask how lunch was yesterday, too. It was fine. I ate out with Dean. Namjoon tilted his head slightly before shaking it. Dean? I don't like that guy. <laughs> he always acts like he's your boyfriend or something. It's weird. Michaela raises her eyebrow in confusion. Huh? No, he doesn't. He treats me the same way everyone else does. Namjoon blinks before shaking his head. Well, God, I hope he blinks. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say. I'm gonna go get some water and finish the song up. 
And with that, he leaves the room. Okay. Michaela turns her gaze to her quarreling friends, only to see that they were staring wide-eyed at her. What? <laughs> I love John Cook's chest. And it's Mike. He's, like, tall in this We one. have to figure out a way to upload I know. this. You haven't told him about Dean? That's messed up, Gail. What the hell are you talking about? What do you mean I haven't told him about Dean? Jungkook is about to respond, but Maddie beats him to it. Mikhail, please tell me you're joking. Mikhail. <laughs> Thanks so much, friend. <laughs> you have to have known what was going on, right? Michaela gives her friend a look that tells her she, in fact, was not joking. <laughs> oh, God, Michaela, you know you've been dating Dean for three months now, right? <laughs> Michaela blinks before chuckling. Oh, I see. You're playing a joke on me, aren't you? You at least know you've been dating Namjoon for almost four months. <laughs> you at least know you've been dating Namjoon for almost four, don't you? When it became apparent that the two weren't joking, Michaela's amused face turned into shock. How the heck have you not noticed? Dean keeps taking you out on dates and buying you things, and Namjoon always calls you babe and wants to be close to you. So you're telling me that I've been dating two guys for months without even noticing? And they don't know about each other, apparently. Maddie elbowed him in the side. Michaela thought back to all the time she's been with Dean and Namjoon, and suddenly, everything clicked. I've got to fix this. Oh, Do you ooh. tell them oh, to keep no! them on? Okay, let's see. Um, hmm. Choices. If I tell them, hmm. Who knows what will happen. If I keep leading them on, they're going to figure out about happen. one of They're going to figure out at some point. I might as well what just will? tell them now. I don't know. Maybe you should keep leading them on. Which one's going to allow this fic to go on faster, Maddie? <laughs> um, whichever one you pick. I'm assuming they all have different outcomes. Click them and see. Oh my god. I'm just gonna, I'm just yeah. gonna. Keep, yeah. You know, yeah. it's a fanfic, so I'm gonna keep leading them on. <laughs> <laughs> Choices have no merit in this. Wow. I have to tell them. It's the only way. After a couple of hours of preparing herself, Michaela was ready. She invited Dean over and asked Namjoon to take a break to eat. The pizza arrived, and not long after that, so had Dean with a bouquet of flowers. What is that? Why is he so tiny? <laughs> He's on a skateboard, too. Michaela led him into the living room and called Namjoon in as well. What's there? <laughs> I love Namjoon's giant <laughs> But hey, at least he looks like he's sitting on the couch. <laughs> Um, once they were both seated on the couch, she took a deep breath and explained the situation. After she finished, there was a long silence. She hoped she didn't make them too sad. And then, they both started laughing. <laughs> oh god, you thought we were dating, says Dean. <laughs> no, 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 we definitely weren't, said Namjoon. They both wiped tears from their eyes. Where on earth did you get that idea? Maddie and Jungkook said. But before she could finish, she knew what had happened. Jesus, Maddie set, it, set all this up so she could write a fanfic for the podcast. Oh yeah, that's why she's being so meta right now. <laughs> because she doesn't have an ending to the story. Versace, whenever I said it. <laughs> yeah, she probably had the idea to have me not know that I was in a relationship because we joke about it a lot, so she couldn't decide who to put me with, so she put me with both of you, and then couldn't think of an ending. <laughs> the boys nodded their heads in agreement. Well then, I guess if this is as far as she got, you can pick which one of us you want to be with for yourself. 
Oh, fuck. Okay, wait. Dean or Namjoon? Namjoon has height. They both have talent when it comes to songwriting. But Dean could serenade me to sleep. And I don't think Namjoon can do that rapping. <laughs> but Namjoon has a boyfriend voice, so that's also entertaining. I love Namjoon's voice. <laughs> why Namjoon can speak me. English better than Dean. So we would have less of an like misunderstandment. Whatever we're speaking. I got that word from my sister. I feel like Namjoon would put up with my conspiracy theories and, like, meta-philosophical thoughts that I have just randomly, and Dean would be like, why? So I'm (laughs) gonna pick... Namjoon? Dean? Namjoon. Dean. Namjoon. Mean. Did you just say (laughs) Damjoon? I mean, you know. Freudian slip much? <laughs> Namjoon. Well then, now that that's settled, let's delve a little deeper. This keeps going? <laughs> Pick a number one through ten. What? Five. Okay. From Michaela's point of view. Oh my god. <laughs> I stepped out of my friend's car into the cold air. The wind blew me back slightly as we started walking towards the club in a, par- in a part of the city I had never been before. My high heels clicked against the ground as I walked, and my slightly too short mini dress rode up, threatening to, expose- <laughs> threatening to expose my bare ass cheeks. <laughs> we reached the entrance to the club and. Wait! Fl- <laughs> oh no, this is not. <laughs> we reached the entrance to the club and flashed our IDs at the security guard, who gave us a wink and nodded to go in. My friend led me over to the bar and we ordered drinks. The night seemed... Who did you pick again? Namjoon. Okay, good. The night seemed to progress quickly as a tall man with brown hair, although it is not brown hair, came over and asked my friend to dance. I gave her a nod and a smile for her to go and then I was alone. I took another sip of my alcoholic beverage. And felt something slimy hit the back of my throat. I gagged and choked until it came out flying out of my mouth onto the bar. What looked like a small cabbage... Maybe even a sprout laid there in front of me. Confusion riddled my face as I questioned why anyone would ever put a sprout in their mouth, let alone in a drink. Suddenly, I I left a figure standing behind me as I looked over my shoulder and saw an Asian man with a hungry look on his face. Ew! (laughs) However, he wasn't staring hungrily at me. He was looking deeply at the sprout I had choked up on the bar. Are you going to eat that? He asked. Stop! (laughs) Still staring intently at at the green vegetable covered in my spit. No, I stuttered, extremely confused. The guy leaned across me and grabbed the sprout. My name's Namjoon, and you're mine now, he said hungrily at the sprout. Then he ate it. Were you satisfied with that ending? Immensely. Immensely? Immensely. Because there was so many different endings you could have had, but that was that was the one you picked. Awesome. I feel like, was there any good one that I could have picked? Or were they all just disturbing They are all, I don't know, pick one more. <laughs> pick number one through ten, that's not one, two, three, four, five. Oh. That's not five. <laughs> oh, that's Um, uh, seven. Hobie, stop! I shouted playfully as he grabbed my side and started tickling it, making weird baby noises in my face as he did. Okay, first off, I would never let anyone touch me, let alone tickle me, so that's inaccurate. 
You love it, really, he teased, but let go of me so I could take another bite of my pizza. Although we have been dating only for a few weeks, we had been on loads of dates, and this time we went to get pizza in a new American-style pizza place in town. I leaned over and lightly wrapped my hands around his neck jokingly. Suddenly, his eyes grew dark and his body stiffened. A hard expression ah! was formed into his face. I had never seen him like this, and a cold fear flushed through my veins. Veins. He slowly turned his head to look at me, and as I went to pull my hands from his neck, he grabbed them and pinned them to my side. We have to go right now, he demanded in a low voice that I could only just hear. He took my hand, and he quickly paid and almost ran out of the place and back to his. He opened his front door, and he led me to his bedroom. I'm sorry, but you've done this to me, babe, he almost growled, and walked closer to me, backing me up against the bed. He pushed my shoulders gently, and... He got on top of me on the bed. He ran his hands on my body and traced his fingers around my neck until he wrapped his hand around it and slightly squeezed. I couldn't help but let out a small moan with which I earned a small smile from him. Um, Still on top of me, he undressed both of us easily and quickly. I've never done this before, Hobie whispered looking down at the bed, but I I want you to call me something. He trailed off anything I urged for him to continue. I I want you to call me Sprite. Anything for you, my sprite. Oh my god. I love my best friend. <laughs> I didn't make these, by the way. The, these last parts that weren't in the visual novel were no. by BTS Chim Chim Cookie. Wait. Wait, so those are actual... Like, yeah! Those are... Weird one-shots. Okay, thank god, because I didn't want to be mean. Okay. No, those weren't mine. Those last ones weren't no, mine. No, 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 like, even if they weren't yours, I didn't want to be, like, mean and be like, those fucking suck, but, like, if she, tried, oh, no. if she knew that they were weird to begin with, I feel oh, like Oh, yeah, that. these okay. were stuff that her and her friends have come up with. Okay, thank or god. Or them and their friends, because I don't know. But thank you, BTS Chim Chim Cookie, for helping me find endings to this wonderful misunderstandment. I love how person number seven, I ended up with Hobie. Even though I picked Namjoon. I didn't know. It said Jungkook on the front. And so I was like, okay, I'll wait until Jungkook comes in and just replace it with Namjoon. But, okay. Because none of these were Namjoon. They were either Jimin, Jungkook. Oh, that, oh. oh. It was Hobie. Hobie, Taeyong, Yoongi, or Dan Howell. So, I don't <laughs> Dan Howell's the eighth member of BTS. Yeah. You know. Oh, wow. I don't know. I really like these. Go look at these weird ones. By uh, It's on a... Uh, what is this? What is this app? Wattpad. Uh, by BTS Chim Chim Cookie. We love them. Thank you so much, friend, for that that entertaining... You're welcome. I event. made a whole visual novel for you. you I did. can add music into it later. You should. I will. That It'll is, be our music. So that is actually amazing. And it looks really great, guys. Buy it on Steam. (laughs) Uh, $29.96. Just to be a bitch. (laughs) Have that four cents left over. Yes. We love creativeness. We hope you guys enjoy those... those, I'm brain dead now. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you enjoyed those fanfics. Um, Vote in the comments on whose was the best. Whose was the best. Woo! <laughs> so, we're coming to an end. Finally. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> 
So that means that we get to share with you our song wreck of the week. You know how this goes, but if you don't and you're new here, basically what happens is me and Maddie share two new songs that we want to share with you guys. And the rules are they can both be two K-pop songs or we can have one K-pop song and one non-K-pop song from any genre, but we cannot have two songs that are not K-pop. So... You want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Oh my gosh. Okay, so, um, Yeah, Yeah, Yeah by MXM, um, brackets, brand new boys. We love them. They're so sweet. They're so funny. They're so cute. It's a duo, and we love them. It's YA, YA, YA. Three times. We love that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we love them. They're so cute. It's precious. There's a little lo-fi moment in there. We love it. Um, SF9's Now or Never. I really like that song a lot. It's um, interesting to listen to, like, as like sonically and all. Like, it's really interesting to listen to. Also, look at look up these two, like, the music videos for both of these songs, because they're pretty cool, too. Michaela. Yay, me. I'm just going to keep sticking with this theme of me having one K-pop song and one non-K-pop song. So, for the non-K-pop song, I am recommending... Where are you? Okay, because I'm in the middle of making my fall playlists, because I make playlists according to the season, and I do it yearly. So, my fall playlist now is including Awake at Night by the band Half Alive. It's I like came across them in like a depression spiral, which is the, which is the best way to come across music. But it's super fun and bubbly, and it's just poppy enough to make you feel energized. But there's still something there's a dark element to it that for me fits with the fall, and I really like the lyrics and I really like the vocals on it. So you should definitely listen to that one when you're in the car and you're going at like 80 miles on a road that's supposed to be 55 and you're just screaming the lyrics at the top of your lungs. If you get a ticket, it's not my fault. Oh. <laughs> it was just a suggestion. Yeah. The next song that I am recommending is I'm So Sick by A-Pink. I randomly came across this song when I was looking up dance tutorials. Um, figured out I hated the dance, but I loved the song. Like I love, love this song. Um, I haven't looked at anything else by A-Pink, but I'll probably look into them. I can't promise anything, but I can say that I'm So Sick is a song by theirs that I really, really like. It reminds me of, like, being in a skating rink, like a, like a roller skating rink. Oh. And it's just very bubblegum pop while being very sad me and it makes me feel like i'm in a like a low budget 80s movie but it becomes a cult classic so good those are my two song recommendations Alrighty, guys so that's the end of today's episode we hope you enjoyed it but before you leave we want to plug our social medias so you can find me michaela at at deadpan k that's at deadpan underscore k-a-y on twitter and instagram and you can also find my tumblr which is at deadpan dash k that's k-a-y you can also find the official gaio girls podcast on twitter that would be at gaio girls that's 
at G-A-Y-O girls on Twitter. I hope you can spell the name of our podcast girls. How the hell did you get here? <laughs> Maddie? Maddie. Um, okay. So I am on uh, Tumblr. Uh, I run a fun little trash BTS fan blog uh, called Bringing the Stan. Yeah, we love it. Bringing the Stan. Um, it's all one word and it's all lowercase because I'm trash. And I also have the same thing on if you have the app Amino, if you go onto the app and go to the army, like sub little app on the inside, the community uh, for armies, it's the same thing, bringing the stand. Um, and then I have a Instagram if you want to follow it for just, I don't know why you'd want to follow this, but go ahead if you want. Um, it's Maylin underscore 21. M-A-Y-L-Y-N-N underscore two one. And then if you like us and you want to support us, we have a coffee um, and you can buy us a coffee and that's uh, at Gaio Girls as well. Um, I think that's all. Yeah, that's all. Oh my gosh. I know, right? Wow. So professional of us. <laughs> so we really do hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. Um, when is the next one coming up? The next one's coming up. Uh, let me look it up. The next one will be about a, um, it will be a deep dive into a K-pop band. Um, that will be the 24th of September. Awesome. So you guys can look forward to that on the 24th of September. And if anything else changes, any scheduling conflicts or anything like that, you can always find us at Twitter and there will be updates for you guys there. Other than that... We hope you guys enjoyed listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. See ya. See ya.